I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of the call in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ozbiz. Great to have your company for the next hour or so. This is The Call, 10 stocks suggested by you and we put to our expert panel. So much to talk about today. Let's get straight into it. And uh, welcome to uh, all our Twitter and Facebook viewers going live on Twitter and Facebook uh, as we do each Friday. Great to have your company. Of course, we do this every day during the week on the Ozbiz platform. So download the app or Go to ozbiz.com.au and you can get us all of the time. Uh, Jumbay Lou from uh, from Tribeca is with us. Jumbay, good to see you. Great to be here. And Rudy Philippic van Dyke from FN Arena. Rudy, good to have you here on a Friday. I think I'm in the wrong place. I thought I was here to come on the weather. <laughs> I'll change, I'll change. No, I'll no, you'll change. Uh, what going? How, how's your week been? Jumbo, a lot, well, to, lot to digest, isn't it? Absolutely. In the week where you thought um, there wouldn't be much happening, um, you know, it, it's all happening, especially in that whole, uh, you know, the tech, the high growth space. So we had so many announcements like the EMLs, um, got a regulatory <laughs> announcement. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, where did that come from? And then we had the, you know, obviously Kogan, the well-known downgrade that's here this morning. Um, just a lot happening in that space. And, and then you see uh, investors positioning as well. So last two weeks was about selling tech. And this week is about buying tech, hopefully mm. not the ones that had the proper warning. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible movement in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Is the shift to tech going to be able to be sustained, do you think? Look, um, a lot of them have been sold sure. off a lot, down yeah. 20, 30, or 30, 40%. So they will see a nice bounce. So the likes of Afterpay, Zero, and the like. Um, but over the six month period, you will see that continued selling of that sector simply because they just look too expensive relative to some yeah. of the cyclical names. Yeah, yeah. Rudy, how you found it's the still debatable, but there is probably some, some truth in there. Um, just a few stocks to mention uh, Aristocrat Leisure and Zero. Yeah. Uh, market updates that were uh, essentially stronger than, than, than forecast. And yeah. the forecasts are already quite strong. Yeah. Um, I think the question mark for the, this, this mark, apart from the grand debate and this inflation, the question mark is wh what will companies come up with in August? Yeah. And it's not so much because so far what you see is most companies you update the market come out with, with numbers that are better, but the, the market is trying to look beyond August now. Yeah. And what will they announce in August? Right. And there's a lot of insecurity. Yeah. I mean, the market is probably not, I mean, balls are probably not going to be open until this time next year. Yeah, yeah. So what's the company to say? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think it could be 
open a lot earlier. Oh, absolutely. Just starting yes. to see the tide and the commentary shift. Or is, is, um, this, is, this, is this the government or is this central banks that you're not talking about? Uh, well, yeah. See, unfortunately, we have a federal government that's going to an election in the next nine months, and they've seen what happens to the states that lockdown, lockdowns are a golden ticket to win the election, but they've yes. got to have a balance with this. Yes. Otherwise, we're not going to have any staff. Exactly. And uh, you look at Qantas Quant- still sticking to the end of this calendar year of yeah. re- opening international border. Look, that might be a little bit ambitious. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, like you said, the politician, the incentive mm. is to keep the yeah. you know, consumptions yeah. domestically, but the challenge is you know, inflation. Uh, to, to I, I, I think the big news in Qantas was that they're going to pay less to the, to the, to the agents, mm. to, the, yes. to the travel agents. The commissions. Yeah. Yeah. So the that, that's, that's a really big question mark now. On the Absolutely. Chart. The most leverage is fly sense. Uh, we've seen the share price come off a little bit, but only you know five percent, and that doesn't certainly doesn't include all the earnings impact. That's yes. huge. And Qantas is the first airline to start doing that, and so usually they follow each other around yeah. the world. So mm. all of them will do very similarly, yes. and yes. yeah, which is okay. quite a lot of pressure. Try and readers. rebuild the balance sheets. All right, let's get stuck into it. Before we talk to your uh, ten stocks that you've suggested, I choose the stock of the day. Jumbo was saying. Kogan, the online retailer, boy, bigger business update today. Uh, after doubling the size of its business over the first half, Kogan warning of near-term cost price inflation driven by what it terms COVID market dislocations and rising international shipping costs. The online retailer now expecting its operating performance to take a hit. Its best projection for an adjusted full-year EBITDA in the range of 58 to 63 million, Kogan says, it's resolved significant supply chain and inventory challenges of expanding during the pandemic, paying an undisclosed amount for demurrage and not offloading cargo within the agreed time. So, uh, Jumbo, what did you think of, of the update? And it's, um, at one stage, share price was down about 15 17% this but, morning. Yeah, absolutely. So this uh, downgrade has been expected if you look at the share price performance. However, um, you know, the actual uh, uh, extent of the downgrade is about 15% to consensus expectations. And presumably next year's downgrade is going to be even larger compared to what's wow. happening this year. Um, the challenge for any investor to step up and buy this company is that even the company have no idea what, what the sale might look like. So whatever inventory level you have right now is just still too high um, so you know so so the company themselves has talked to that and all the e-commerce businesses have talked to increasing marketing spend as well because when the demand falls and to keep up with that sales you just have to advertise a lot and none of them know what it might look like the competition may be enormous so you know the fixed cost leverage the top week of top line next 12 months is looking really tough for that whole entire e-commerce space. okay it's been slammed though has a still a good business? Is this a chance to get in at yes. a really low price? I think, look, fundamentally, it's looking very challenging for six months. Right. But if you look at the share price, where the share price was in 2019, it's still way above the 2019 right. level. So remember, last year was an abnormal year, pulled forward a lot of growth. So um, presumably, if you started going into that 2019 level, um, you can start looking at positioning into those stocks. Right. Because That's ultimately, take a five-year view, these are you know online, exciting space, a lot of growth opportunity. Yeah. But yeah. in the next 12 months, earnings looking pretty hard. Still a way to go. Yeah. I think the, the big challenge for investors is, is to try to identify which, which actually quality companies and which just had to be lucky that we all went into lockdown and then the sales volumes fell into their lap. Right. Um, I'm not so sure which, which camp uh, Corgan is going to land in, 
but I, but I can sum up quite a number of elements that um, do not look favorably on the company. Um, one of them is, for example, that the, the two main guys in the business have sold for $350 million in shares. Now, I don't they know. They sold that at the right price. So I, yeah, so I was I looking at that, that But this is over the past, over the past year since they are listed. So yeah. I don't know how our lifestyle looks like, but I'm, I'm not even sure what I can do with $350 million. <laughs> right? um, the other thing is, uh, this is arguably a very, very negative. They have, on occasion, tried to prop up the share price and then been able to sell shares on yes. the market. I mean, doesn't look. And then they've been fined a couple of times by simply deceiving their customers in thinking they got a discount. And they didn't. You know what I mean? mm. It's the old trick. I raise the price by half, and then I then I lower it a little bit, and you, you think you get a discount. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of elements that are not really. There are some retail specialists out there that thought this company might be in trouble in 2019, in terms of that the, the momentum was deflating and all of that. And then, of course, the pandemic uh, arises, and these guys are amongst the winners of the market. The question mark now is if the pandemic element is now gone what is left of that of that growth story? And that's yeah. the big question mark. I personally think the risks are too high. I wouldn't yeah. go there. And then, of course, you have all the other reasons that we say, I just mentioned a few. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so steer clear of Kogan. All right, let's get into the, uh, the stocks that you want us to take a look at. And um, Jeff Rudy wants a view on Telstra. Uh, Jeff's saying, uh, what do the experts think, taking into account the demerger? Is it a buy or sell? <laughs> Telstra's. Where do I start? After um, after everyone panning it for years, yeah. it's sort of it's got yeah, a few, yeah, yeah, yeah. few but, supporters but, now. But, but the market. rising share price doesn't make it a good company, or right. doesn't make it a great company. I mean, just as a little bit of a sidestep, we've been adding historical data to FN Arena, and that allows you to have a little bit of a look in, in past numbers. The first thing that, that that strikes me when I look at the past numbers of Telstra, you go like, that's not a great company. It just isn't, you know what I mean? Um, full disclosure, I am currently shareholder in Telstra. I bought it around, I think, 310 or something along those lines. Why do I do that? It's because sometimes you can make money out of a not so great company. And the reason that got me on board is they're going to they're gonna sell off equity in their main assets. Right? So basically, they're going to slim down. They're going to unleash some, uh, some value for shareholders. That's the only reason why I'm there. It's not a great company. Okay. But I believe that the plans they have and spinning off their, okay. their towers. So at this, at this point in time. Yes. And, 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 the, and the price is probably heading for $4, I would think. Right. But you know okay. what? The closer it gets to $4, the more I'm thinking of selling out. Ah. And in the meantime, I'm cashing in a big dividend, which for the time being is safe. Right. Okay. So you're saying yes at this price? If for the reasons I just mentioned, yes. yes. Okay. Jumbo? Oh, I'm a buyer at this price. Um, <laughs> I agree. So, um, Telstra... It goes in the portfolio now. It's yeah, in yeah, my portfolio. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's in my portfolio. Um, not a huge position, but, you know, offers good dividend and it's quite defensive. Now, telco, um, telecommunication businesses have been a really tough sector for a very long time because yeah. of price deflation and the MBN has caused a lot of problems for, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. core business, core bread and butter for, uh, for Telstra for so many years. Now, uh, the key growth driver, well, the key driver, value driver for Telstra, there are two things. So one is the mobile 
competition because that's mm. where the future is. Everyone's competing mm. for mobile. Now, pricing was has been going down for so long. And finally, we've seen some discussion from the competitors. They're putting mm. up prices and the like. So uh, operating environment seems to have stabilized, uh, looking a little bit better than what mm. it was for the last five years. So that's mm. a good thing. And then the, separate, the second thing is that you touched on before is about mm. the separation of its infrastructure assets, which has a lot of value in it. Yeah. Um, so combine these two uh, together, you know, it doesn't look too expensive, very good dividend yield, uh, and it's defensive in a market where, you know, it can become a little bit choppy over the next six months um, or 12 months. Um, this stock looks really mm. good. Okay. It's interesting because we had Woolworths on the call mm. yesterday. Adam Dawes from Shaw mm. was saying buy Woolworths for a very similar reason. At this point in time, floating off yeah. Endeavour, yes. you will get Endeavour shares. Yeah. They will get a billion and a half or two billion dollars coming into Woolworths. Could be a capital return, that sort of stuff. So, yes. you know, you've got to look That's at the, the reason why I own the shares as well, Woolworths. Right. Okay. For a similar reason. That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, Robert Jumbay wants a, a view on CSL. Uh, Robert says, my portfolio is 50% CSL. Um, at an average price of 198 bucks, still looks pretty good, notwithstanding the absence of a decent dividend, but not nearly as good as when CSL hit almost 350. Uh, I guess a bit of FOMO is creeping in, as other opportunities may be being missed. I'd appreciate the panel's view of the medium-term likelihood of a CSL price recovery and the perceived issues they may be facing with uh, plasma collection in the US, uh, weakening US dollar, increased competition. Uh, Robert, good question. Very good question. Uh, look, CSL, uh, share prices recovery is coming, absolutely, but you'll grind higher slowly. It's not right. going to be like so the afterpay cycle up totally. Yeah, exactly. No, it's right. not going there. It's going to grind slowly because at this result, well, the reason this CSL has underperformed the rest of other you know, Australian stock exchange in the last 12 months is because they couldn't collect enough blood. Yeah. Um, in the US, there's been a lot of disruption of, about you know, blood collection. At the same time, um, you know, there was a lot of stimulus checks handed out to people. And in the US, people sell their blood. So when they receive the stimulus check, they don't go to give the blood. So right. that's been the challenge for the whole sector. And um, challenge because they can't collect enough blood, which means the earning in the next uh, nine to 12, nine months is too high. So, you know, consensus still come downgrade, but it's kind of becoming well known now. Right. So in the August result, you'll see another, they will guide it, perhaps give a guidance, a little bit below consensus, but that's why it's underperformed for 12 months. Now people are started creeping in because now we started looking at the collection data. Uh, it's looking a bit better, but it's still not great, but it's looking a bit better. So on a 12 month view, earning will recover and the share price will follow that. Now, the reason I say the share price will take probably 12 months to get there um, is because it, uh, earning is recovery, but it is very expensive. It's on 45 mm. times. In a world where people are selling off expensive tech and growth um you know this one's defensive but you know it just doesn't look as attractive when you compare to the likes of other cyclical businesses trading on 15 times and right. growing at 15 percent you know this is a business that will grow year in year out 15 percent in a normal environment um so what do you pay for it is a challenge so i think it will right. like the market but you know as a uh, absolute investor you can buy it and hold for you know for for years and it's it's uh, it's going to recover okay so at 280 still a buy but not to 50% of your portfolio. <laughs> Absolutely not. So uh, well, there's more opportunity elsewhere. I would think, you know, even the banks will do quite well um, right. in that kind of environment as well. Okay. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. I mean, it's, it is one of the greatest companies we have in the stock market, but yeah. 
Maybe 50% is a bit, uh, is a bit much. Um, it's it, it, it a is, bit too big of a commitment. It is still a company that operates in the real world and, yeah. and, and nasty things can happen even without yeah. the company's control. Or I mean, it still is the share market. I mean, if yeah. the share market tanks, the share price will tank. Yeah? Yeah. Um, all else being equal. Um, yes, I, I, I sort of agree with, with, with what June Bay said, but uh, th th there's a few things I think which are, which are worth pointing out. I do think that when the, when the collection data start improving that the share price will gradually move up. I actually think that the CSL will, su will surprise in August. Uh, um, it, it, there's always different angles to a story. The fact which I think nobody's ever uh, paid attention to is the fact that in the US people are visiting the collection center data. Less has meant that what they do collect is of better quality. So they get a higher yield out of the plasma. Nobody, nobody takes that into account. So there's, there's a plus yeah. there for CSL, which is, which is quite funny how that works as well. Why? Because there's a better class of donor. Yes. But also, if you go every week, your body hasn't had enough time to, right. to, to uh, basically compensate for the, for the fact that you've been given on a regular right. basis. If now you go every month, you have better blood to give. Right? Is that, is that okay. simple? Yeah. Okay. So, and the companies yeah. benefit from that. They, they, can, they can get 7 8% more out of their product which compensates for the fact that right. there's less to be collected. Right. Anyway, that's just one element. I think just get, getting a little different, different. The reason why CSL doesn't perform in, this, in these circumstances is, 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 is because of a relative basis. You can buy a, a, a commodity stock or a bank and they have growth of, well, until recently, 100, 200, 300%. Yeah. Yeah. CSL has guided for an unchanged year. Yeah. So you just have that relative basis. Where am I going to put my money? In, in something that grows by 300% or something that in the short term is, is stable? Yep. You're going to go for the 300%. The grass is green along the other side of the fence. Right. That always happens when, when you come out of a recession. CSL did not perform in 2009 and 2010 and in 2011 because you had that same effect back then. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if you go back to the NASDAQ meltdown, you had that same effect. Yep. Right? So you come out of a recession and then, then the stable defensive businesses, they just keep growing, but on a relative basis, they become less and less interesting right. because you can get 300% elsewhere. Yeah. So I think by, by year end, that, that, that element, maybe earlier, we'll have to see, but by year end, that, that relative basis will have equalized. And uh, the companies that are now growing at 70, 80, 90, 100%, by then it's going to be unchanged or 5%, 3% or whatever. And then all of a sudden people start looking at CSL again. Right. Better plasma okay. collection, five, ten, seven percent per year. They go like, ah, attractive again. Okay. So at these levels, well, I'm 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 owning, and, right. and if you can look beyond the next six months, you should definitely okay. buy here. Okay. I think you once said to me, uh, if you can get CSL under three hundred bucks, it's always a good buy, but keep it in proportion of your portfolio. People underestimate what's in the pipeline as yeah. well. Okay. All right. Uh, there you go, Robert. Um, CSL, yes, at these values but not to 50%, probably adjust the proportion a bit. It's, it's, called, it's called risk management. Yeah, okay. There are other opportunities out there and Jumbay Kevin wants to know, is Premier Investments one of those opportunities? Of course, uh, Solomon Lou's uh, retail group, they have everything from Smiggle. If you're a parent, you'll know what Smiggle is through to Peter Alexander um, and mm. a whole bunch of retail chains. That's right. They've done an incredible job and it's probably one of the best, you know, um, 
brick and mortar sort of um, retailers. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, they've done very well. One thing about retail, I just have to be very mindful. They all have been a substantial beneficiary of a lot of stimulus, yeah. uh, as well as uh, rent relief. So they didn't pay rent. Uh, I played hardball, year. didn't they? Because I kept their job keeper, and, and then they're not paying and they rent. Didn't not pay rent. rent. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. they led the way for negotiating very, very hard. So you know, so the earning is a little bit uh, above what it what it could have been. So last twelve months, they have the earnings was through the roof. Um, they you know almost double digit, or not double digit. I think double their earnings, uh, which mm. is just not sustainable. So yep. knowing next twelve months, things will cool down for these guys because you start paying rent and you know you don't have job keeper and all of that. So things will slow down for that business um, I still think it's a great business but I wouldn't be um, you know I think there's relatively you much rather play other discretionary name if you want to be in that space Lavisa is the one I love wow. um, you know I think if that is a business give you just a bit more spice in the next 12 months because the store was shut um, you know for a big part of it because trinkets just hard to sell it online and two is that Lavisa's trinkets um, are very <laughs> much linked towards events so when people go out um, go restaurants and things those services play Places, um, they dress up. So Lavisa is very skewed to that space. So, you know, in the next 12 months, things looking pretty good. Right. Um, so mm. in my view that, you know, they benefit, they, they have been a beneficiary, but very, very small beneficiary mm. of the stimulus. And I think going forward, it's uh, it's looking much stronger in terms of the earnings. Okay. Pick, picking yeah. up on Lavisa, what, mm. what caught my attention is that European acquisition they did, they actually got paid. So they got paid to take on a business that was basically failing. Right. And you would sort of assume that's that's free growth for the next two years or so. Yeah. Okay. Um, coming back to uh, premium investment, um, I think if you if you want to buy it, you go you go because of, because they somehow Solomon Lewis somehow manages to get probably the best retail team in Australia together. And now they're they're poaching what they already have, the CEO of JB Hi-Fi, yeah, which yeah. is arguably. The best in its kind globally. Uh, to replace Mark McGuinness, yes, SDJ, yes. who's so, been running it for so 10 if, years. If you're a strong believer, which I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't necessarily invest in personalities. But if you're a strong believer in management teams, mm. yeah. that would be the strongest reason why you would you would own the, the, the shares. Yeah. I always have had a question mark about because basically what premium investments is, they have a lot of assets, but it's basically Smiggle. Yeah. All right. And, and, and Smiggle at some stage, they had to go wholesale in Europe because obviously the, the, the natural growth is sort of like petering out there. Yeah. Uh, had to change their business model. And that for me is already a sign. I mean, I'm thinking hula hoops, right? Yeah. Popular one day, next day, nobody wants to buy them. Everyone has an inventory full with hula hoops. Yeah. I'm sort of waiting that the day will come that, that the teenage girls say to their mom, mom, I don't want to go to Smiggle anymore. I mean, I'm doing mm. something else. And that's a big problem when your yep. whole business model is, is built on that. Now, when that day will come, I don't know. So is Smiggle that important to Premier? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the that is, growth, yeah, that it's the is, peak growth yes. driver of this business because everything else is very mature. Um, but I think, you know, the Smiggle is, is same. Like hula hoops, I like hula hoops. Um, and uh, Smiggle, uh, it, it's, it's very mature in Australia. So it's about right. offshore growth. And yes. then, you know, UK was very challenging. Yes. Um, and then they, they actually was going to shut those stores down. Um, and then the pandemic hit and, you know, the strategy changed somewhat. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think ultimately it's uh, some 
Simon Liu is uh, he's fantastic in making money, generating return. Um, so it's all about following his money. Um, yeah. You know, and the in terms of CEO, I'm not so sure. Like because Mark McInnes is a fashion guy, right? You know, DJ and everything, fashion running apparel and everything, it works. Uh, whereas mm. JB Hi-Fi is more logistics. Um, yes. You know, it's a logistics but it's about and keeping category. Very low. Yeah, perhaps it's um, you know, but perhaps mm. you know, for uh, he's a better person for you know the likes of you know the future growth like different categories. Yes. Uh, maybe that's the future ambition. They got a lot of cash, so they got yeah. a very strong balance sheet. Maybe they will buy into something mm. else that is suitable yeah. for um, for Richard. So yeah. I think maybe there's something coming in that space. Oh, okay. And shareholder will follow it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So well, there's you, different angles to the to the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but to, to answer your question, Smiggle is the all important driver there. I mean, right. there have been times that it has been joined by by by, by uh, Peter Alexander now. But there have been times when all the rest was basically hardly breaking even or making making any profits, yeah. and Smiggle was doing the whole thing. Right. Okay. Well, and they've got the big stake in Breville as well, which has been good for them. Yeah. Well, so, Breville. Yeah. They would they would like to have hundred percent there, but it's yeah, never yeah. going to happen. <laughs> let's face it. Uh, would you buy Premier at these levels? Well, as I said, I'm not. I'm not the. I'm, I don't invest in personalities, but I, I might be looking at Breville though. Oh. Breville is a very interesting company. Okay. So at these levels, I don't know what the level is, but uh, I've been, right. Breville is constantly on my radar. Okay. All right. Uh, Maggie now wants a view uh, Jumbay on uh, on Fortescue. Is it uh, a buy at the moment? Australia's premier or only specialist iron ore producer is on all the other big premium iron ore assets get mixed in with rio and bhp and their their mining portfolios for the school pure play into iron ore yeah, absolutely. I'm probably more of a hold than a buy here. Um, you know, iron ore at this price is probably not going to be sustainable. If I take a view of 12 month view, um, it's more likely to be down in terms of you know iron ore prices than up. Um, and if by all indication, you know, there's already um, you know a lot of noise out of China in terms of about yeah, that. Just, just this week. Exactly. Like, and then for the iron ore price to be above 200, like that's speculation. There's a lot of speculation money in there. Mm. So um, there's something something not right about it. And mm. at the same time where you know you will have supply gradually coming online um, so on all that basis you know Fortescue um, it's great for dividend it's good to hold for the time being but I will be start taking profits mm. in this name okay. there are a few certainties in life one is death the other one's taxes the other one is St. Barbara will issue a profit warning and and, <laughs> and, and, and the fourth one is uh, iron ore will not stay at this level right? um, I think the market is all you can you can you can see that by just looking at the market. Yeah, the, the dividend yield forward looking is something like 14 percent. Yeah? yeah, when something is 14 percent, the market's basically telling you this is not sustainable. Yeah? You can have it now, but you won't have it next year or the year after whatever. You don't know exactly when. I mean, I remember the times when Delta went to 11 percent implied yield. Yeah, the next yeah. thing that happens is they have to have to they have to come out the AGM and say, listen, we're going to cut the dividend. Yeah? yeah, there will be there will be safest. Uh, forecast to make here that it won't last. The, the more difficult one is when exactly is is the, is the downturn coming for iron ore? Right. Um, forecasts for iron ore have been proven consistently proven wrong over the past few years. It's about what level of risk are you are you are you taking on here? Fourteen percent yield is a lot, but uh, this is also a stock that can can lose that in one day or two days or whatever, mm. and then you're basically not 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 gaining anything. Yeah. So it is about. I'm not saying you can't own it, but you have to do it within 
within reason and 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 admitting that that's that's a risky proposition now it's it's the fact that it's iron ore price has surprised so far that's what markets sometimes do it doesn't mean it will surprise over the next six months right. or it might then again surprise yeah. to the downside so it's it's only it's only if you have the elevated risk appetite i would say okay irrespective of the of the yield because right. you can get safer yield elsewhere it doesn't but have to be 14 but not for you not for me. Okay. Would you start taking some profits if you run it up? Out of risk management, you would, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, and uh, China saying it's really putting out the signals as well, is that we're going to find other sources of supply yeah. away from Australia. If, if only they could do flat. it now, from their perspective. If only they yes, could do it now. <laughs> It takes a while, though. It takes a lot while. Yes. Yeah, it takes a lot longer. And uh, another interesting thing is like, you know, when you actually think about the demand for commodity, right? They are going through a roof. But last 12 months, demand for finished goods was phenomenal. Mm. It's like a huge boom because yes. there's, um, you know, because all the people are locked at home. They don't spend money mm. on services. They mm. just go out and buy stuff on e-commerce. E mm. And uh, and then all that stimulus checks just gone through the roof. Mm. And China was booming as well at the same time. So all that demand for commodity, copper and everything was incredible. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to change and people are going to start yeah. shift towards the services what's going to happen to some of those demand you know we, we will have to see um there, there will be more challenges for yeah. those things yeah. the other thing which is worth pointing out is that the nature of the market itself will change yeah china builds china produces half of the global steel every year yeah, yeah. Mm. and they've now been doing that for two decades at some point which is probably going to happen over the next years they, they're going to recycle steel mm. which means you don't need iron ore Right. Yep. Yep. Or not as much. Iron okay. Oil. All right. Uh, Nick wants a, a view, Jumbay, on uh, Abacus Property Group, the diversified property group in uh, mainly in commercial and, and industrial property. Yeah, that's right. So I actually like this company because, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially smaller uh, companies, you back the management. I know the management. So Stephen, he used to, um, uh, you know, he, he was successfully ran Macquarie Countrywide. Then he moved to uh, to um, another place. Then he went ran Central for a while took it, uh, until it took private. And right. uh, then he went off for a little bit and then he come back and run this one. You know, his vision has always been very clear to make this because Abacus used to be a business that's uh, very ad hoc. They'll buy a building. Yeah. and they sell it and they make a profit and then but then how do you put it into your forecast um, they were very good at that but they never really got proper valuation um, you know proper premium um, for its ability to generate those sort of returns I was sort of seen as a second or third tier that's right sector, yeah they? that's right so Frank used to run this business he was a fantastic trader like a well, property person made so much return but it's just because the earnings so lumpy that no one can put a multiple on it properly right. so when Stephen took over he said we're going to make a stable property read uh, property read and then we get that rebate and I think he started to doing so now um, the reason the share price sort of lagged the overall market is because he raised some money last year um, and um, you know and he hasn't deployed that so we kind of need to see him deploying that cash to sort of lag a little bit right now it gives you good exposure to industrial and also storage storage is doing so well at the moment because people are moving houses yeah. um, you know there's everyone's using it so you know they, they sort of almost running out of space so it's in a good space share price hasn't really moved that much waiting for the next acquisition and I think it's on the car 
March coming okay. soon. Yeah. All right. So you'd be a buyer at these levels? Oh, it's a buyer, yeah. Okay. Oh, which means mm. it's not going to portfolio. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't focus on that, Rudy. <laughs> we don't want that extra level of stress on oh, you. Okay. Just okay. Anyway, uh, if June Bay hadn't said that, I would have said there was a booming market in self storage. Huh? Right. Yeah. And um, the, the funny thing is, people, I, I was wondering at one stage, like, what goes into storage? But we would be oh, surprised. Yeah. All the lawyers have to put all their stuff in storage because they have to keep their files for, I don't know how long. Yeah. Accountants have to do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just people moving. Yeah. It's like a natural, because it's not it's not digital. It's no. all paperwork and it has to be stored somewhere. Yeah. So these guys have made a move at some Not sense. to mention people downsizing as well. <laughs> so these guys basically are, I think the second largest in Australia. Right. They, they own a lot of self-storage. Right. Uh, and that's the basis on it. Basically, what the first thing comes to mind when we, when we talk about companies like Abacus is like rising bond yields. Right? Yeah. That obviously is, is uh, because it's a, it's a, it's a bond proxy. Yeah. But this is a very dynamic one, mm. and so the reason why you own it is because you would you would own in, the, in their business now, in in their transaction, uh, in their deals they're making, yeah. and on that basis, um, I think today is about five percent yields. Uh, Great buy. It's it's mm -hmm. higher than the market average. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Plus you get obviously the dynamic management team that who else yeah. who knows what they come up with next. Mm -hmm. All right. Actually, just on that point, um, following on the rising bond yield, because people at the moment just go, rising bond yield is terrible for you know the bond proxy, which is like property trust. But what actually, when you look at the earnings of the property trust, most of them have inflation escalators in there. Mm. So you know when when inflation comes through, they actually pass it straight on. The highest exposure one is actually center group, so the shopping centers. Um, inflation comes through, they pass it straight on. Um, Eighty percent portfolio complete pass through, and that is very different from the rest of the industrial businesses where you need pricing power to really pass that through. Okay. So, you know, if the inflation goes higher, these guys are protected. Mm. It's only when the real bond yields start moving that will affect the valuation. Mm. But for the high growth ones within the uh, property sector, they will be okay. okay. I think they will they'll perform well. All right. Goodman Group, Charter Hall. Uh, these you have to manage is different. Mm. Um, uh, I think the Charter Hall will be challenged because the office valuation will be mm. tough. I'll be sitting in the center group. It's cheaper. You know, mm. it's got the pass through and then it's okay. got a reopening. Yeah. Value. All right. <laughs> there you go, Nick. Uh, really good analysis there from Jumbay and um, and Rudy. Let's uh, check the first five stocks in our stock of the day. Kogan, a no. Um, very definite no from both. Um, Telstra, a yes. Uh, CSL, a yes from both. Um, Premier Investments, a no from both Rudy and Jumbay. Um, um, Jumbay prefers La Visa in the retail space. Uh, take profits on Fortescue, um, so sell there, and Abacus Property, uh, yes, from both of them. Uh, here on the call, we're following our own fantasy portfolio since the 1st of July, thanks to our partner, Nabtrade. Um, any stocks that get two thumbs up today, Telstra, CSL, both of them are, have been in the call portfolio, so they stay there, and Abacus Property. Uh, go into the portfolio if they come up again, even if it's in front of a different panel and don't get unanimous thumbs up, well, then they go out. Let's see how portfolios performing up one and a half percent for the week, down about two and a half for the month and up 27 and a half percent since the 1st of July. Some of the stocks recently added uh, Universal Stores. Uh, Nanosonics, Networld, Janus, Henderson Group and Smart Group, some of the stocks removed. 
AUB, uh, City Chic and uh, Tomos. If you want to look at all the stocks in the uh, calls portfolio, go to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And uh, just a quick programming note, um, coming up uh, a little later at 1.30 will be uh, Nick Miller, the Chief Executive of Adbury, the old Adelaide Brighton Cement, off the back of the company's AGM this morning. That's at 1.30 p.m. In fact, um, in the lead up to Nick, let's talk about Adbury now because uh, Tang wants a view on them. The old Adelaide Brighton Cement, of course, uh, we uh, anyone who barracks for Port Adelaide or grew up in the Port Adelaide area of, uh, of Adelaide, it's like the Taj Mahal as you go down the Port Road. On your right is the, uh, the old cement works and the great chimney there, sort of an icon of working class Port Adelaide. So uh, they're into engineering and infrastructure, of course, but but cement, Jumbo, what do you think of that, Bruce? Oh, I think it's um, it's in the right space, yeah. but not a great company. Uh, it used to be a great company when it had the line business, um, yeah. you know, it was exclusive supplying domestic. It was great. And it's trading under much higher premium. Now, ever since that structure has changed, now the company, they're facing enormous amount of competition, uh, pricing pressure, volume pressure, fighting for yeah. customers. So um, so it has made the business become much more commoditized, um, competing for everything else. Now, um, the reason I say it's a good, uh, it's good in, in the right place, is because you know it's exposed to the infrastructure exposed to increased building multi multi yeah multi-level you know or the apartments slowly coming back so you know it's in the right place but i much prefer to be owning the others like the borrow which is a little bit less risk because a bit on the Ooh, table risk, i know yeah. it's not great yeah look uh, you know you got to pay that value ends uh, so you know it, it's a basket of uh, tough businesses these yes. are very yeah. cyclical tough businesses they're not like the likes of afterpay and things but uh, out of that whole basket um borrow is much lower risk um because they're mm. selling some of assets they got seven's got a bid on the thing whether they will get a premium um but it just you know it's also exposed to that whole leverage mm. of the infrastructure yeah. and the like. better than james hardy Oh, James Hardy is fantastic. No, I like James Hardy, but that's much more U.S. housing exposure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that is company to buy. That's the number one in that yeah. whole building yeah. material space. If, yeah. if she hadn't said it, I would have said it. What's that? James Hardy. James Hardy. By head and shoulders above, above the rest, yeah. essentially. Well, James Hardy came up. Let me just check my notes here. Uh, some Barbara you mentioned earlier yeah. came up and uh, <laughs> yesterday and Michael Gable and Adam Gore said just silver thing. James Hardy though came up earlier in the week and it was um, deemed to be a sell because ah oh, it's there we go Ga- Gary call. Glover and Mark Morland um, probably valuation call. yeah on the valuation you should side. never no, you should ne- exactly you should never ask your your hairdresser whether you should get your haircut <laughs> you, should, you should never ask a value investor whether they should buy James uh, Hardy so you reckon James Hardy still a buy. buy it's had a massive run up it has and, a massive and, run but the, and, and then look at the margins they t- oh, touched on the high margin they that yeah. we never thought they would get there so yeah. quickly and they continue to take market share market environments great. Um, only thing that can derail that is suddenly when US, yes. you know, mortgage rates start yes. becoming rampant. Right. But it hasn't. Um, yeah. So okay. I don't think it's going high oh, anytime soon. So totally it's agree. Buy. Totally yeah. agree. Okay. It is, but it is head and shoulders the best company in that sector. Right. Yeah. Head yeah. and shoulders, and has been for a very long time. Okay. And I think we all underestimate how fantastic that business is yeah. by constantly taking market share. Even though and they're then saying cost pressures Europe. are starting to be built in. 
No, they haven't yet. So it's not like, yeah, lumber prices and everything. But for them, not yet an issue um, at this point. But of course, labor will start coming through and Mm. things. But remember, they're not like their factory is not in the most central places. They're in the very regional places. And then where they are, usually, you know, James Hardy just hide the whole town, right? So, you know, it's a very different. (laughs) I know. They all work for it. Back in medieval times now. But no, that's very American. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. one big corporate in, yeah. in town, sort of the biggest employer. Adelaide, Back to Adelaide and, and yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think everything has been said. I mean, the, the, I, I'm assuming that a lot of investors would, would have this in portfolio because not that long ago, it was a relatively stable business. It, it paid a stable mm-hmm. dividend, all of that. It's basically a, a perfect example of, of, of a traditional business that has been disrupted and yep. they haven't really uh, uh, formulated a, a sufficient answer to it. Personally, I, w- I wouldn't go there. Uh, I mean, there's this value for everything, but uh, um, it's not—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a business that is thriving. Let's right. put it that way. Okay. All right. There you go, uh, Tang. Um, uh, uh, good analysis there of uh, the old Adelaide Brighton who sort of sexied up the name and became Adbury. I just have the impression that she's my female version and I'm her male version. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't well, go great. that far. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll wait till the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Jim wants a view on, on Fletcher Building, the uh, uh, the big uh, <sighs> buildings, probably still in that sort of oh, yeah, same yeah. space, but yeah. comes out of New Zealand. They did some acquisitions in Australia and they've not paid off. Right. It's it's basically a story of yes, once upon a time, one of New Zealand's pride. Yep. Uh, it has definitely gone off the rails. I'm not a big fan. Maybe Jun Bay is different in this case. I'm not a big fan of of of, uh, of buying businesses that have gone off the rails, yeah. slumbering for a while, and then hoping that they they will get give it back. I mean, at yeah. some point, it would have, it would be in, in different straits because I know it, it has a bit, it has a bit well, uh, the cycle works right. in their favor at this point in time. It doesn't make it necessarily that there's no... The problem is with these businesses, any large project can derail it again. And that's exactly what has happened uh, at some stage. Right. Um, and, and it does, again, the fact that the share price is high doesn't mean it's it's a better business. It just means that okay. maybe now we shouldn't get on board because you shouldn't have got on board when it was uh, much yeah. lower. Yeah, Jumbo, what do you think? Yeah, so um, let me make a qualifying statement. So I generally like more <laughs> growthy, sort of innovative businesses. Um, it's just, um, but everything has a price, and everything has its overall macro environment. What's driving them? So for these type of business, Fletcher Building, um, you know, environment's great. So, so things are improving. They're taking a lot of cost out, and their earnings pretty much has gone as low as it could have. So now just they just in the next couple of years, actually it's about costs continue to come out and top line is a little bit stronger. You know, residential building coming back, New Zealand is going through the roof for them. So, you know, on all that basis, these are one of those value stocks. Actually, earning will grow a lot better than mm. when you look at, mm. you know, some of the mm. tech companies. It's mm. growing, probably going to grow higher yeah. than what, um, right. you know, some tech companies would do. Uh, just simply yeah. because it's off a very low base. Uh, there's a time to own those value companies, and it is now. Um, but look, value companies about t- you need to take profit. You can. It's not a buy and hold. Uh, it yeah. will do well for the next six months, um, and then you know. Whenever it reaches target point, target point, mm. it's you have to take profit just simply because there's no structural growth for those businesses. Right, okay. They go, they cyclical. Yes. They go up and then they go down when yeah. cycle turns. And then the next project that goes yeah. boom. Yeah, so right. would you be buying it at these levels? Yes, I'm a buyer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So put this in the sector we've been talking about: James Hardy, Boral, Adbury, still the best, Fletcher Billy. <laughs> 
you, you can't have all four of them. So sure. if you've only got 10 or 20 stocks in your portfolio, you want exposure to the sector, is this the one you'd choose? So you'll go James Hardy yeah. for growth, Fletcher Building for value. Right. You have both. Okay. Right. Does, does Brickworks fit in as well? Well, so I don't know. That one's too too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brick, Brickworks came up the other day as well. It's, it's a dividend yield, isn't it? It's all about yeah. the dividend yield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was a no from Gary Glover and Mike Morland. Yeah. They actually prefer uh, Sol Pat. Uh, oh, that's definitely absolute in, dividend yield. In yeah. that in the, tree, yeah. that, that group that yeah. all work together. Sol Pat is actually interesting. It's got holding in that TPG, right? So yeah. TPG relative to Telstra, potentially looking a bit more interesting um, because, you know, if the mobile pricing goes up, um, TPG is well benefiting from it and share prices underperform so much. Why wouldn't you go into TUA? Yeah, I know. You'll buy TPG still, direct. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and still keep the... Yeah, you can. The TPG founder yeah. who's now left yeah. um, mm. all the management side. I think the reason why you buy TPG is because of the synergies they can get out of the merger. Mm. Yeah. That's usually free money. Yeah, yeah but all the, boards left. Hmm? all the boards left. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the management. Yeah, yeah. and so the integration TPGs. will be hard. Yeah, look, yeah. I think that's a challenge. That's why it's underperformed so much. But um, I don't know, on the speculative yeah. side, potentially yeah. there's 20, 30% in it. Okay. Uh, Roberto wants a view, Jumbay, on Bingo, subject to the takeover from Macquarie. What do the experts think? It's Of course, it's in recycling and waste management. I think the bid price is one uh, fifty-five. Um, it's just only a few cents, um, maybe five, ten cents above where the share price is. Yeah. Um, they will close, so it will go through and it will close by August. So, you know, honestly, I feel where it's trading, it's fair value. It's time value of money, right? So yeah. it will go to whatever yeah. the bid price is by August. It will close. Mm. Um, you know, as longshore manager, this is a cash proxy. You'll be shorting it <laughs> right. as a cash proxy, but it's too close. So the share price is not going anywhere. So you've got a few cents in it. I wouldn't yeah, bother. Yeah. I would sell mm. because right. why would you wait? This, exactly. this, this, I mean, the market has yeah. decided it's, it's more, more likely to go through. Mm. Yeah. So take your money, put it somewhere else and, mm. and start making a return from your onwards. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, praise yourself lucky. The bid came in. Mm. The performance of the shares weren't that fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Make hay while the sun shines. Exactly. Now, Paul wants a view on pain chip. Never heard of it. Mm. Really interesting business. Mm. Paul says, in particular, as a holder, how I judge uh, continuing to hold a small cap company like this. Like the story, and they seem to make progress, but the share price disagrees. And I'm hoping to hear how your esteemed guest, Paul, flattery will get you everywhere. That would be about uh, uh, would make evaluation or portfolio holding judgments on this kind of small cap. Now, it ha has a technology. It's had a, a bit of a jump in the share price over the last couple of days. Um, it's got an app that senses uh, pain in babies that they can't verbalise. Really interesting sort of technology. Very innovative, isn't yeah. it? Um, and they've just done a deal overseas by by the look of it too. Yeah, it looks very innovative. Like, you, but I'm with you. I, I've never heard of it. When no. I first saw it, I thought it was type of a buy now, pay later. But it's called a paycheck. <laughs> um, 
I got a paycheck. It's almost funny. Um, <laughs> I was like, which one is this? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, I thought I was, I've seen enough checks. Um, so um, look, it sounds really in- innovative and things. Um, and uh, but the challenge is uh, for for a business like that. There's a lot of you know Australia is really good with uh, a lot of med tech and innovative med tech over the last many years. The success stories, you know, there's quite a few. There's Resmed, there's Cochlear, and the like. Yeah. But look, whether this one will make it to become the next Cochlear, it's a long way to go. We need to see an increasing amount of deals and things. Um, and in that sort of smaller end, um, you just need to be on top of what is the other alternative that is coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, so for me, it's a it's way too early and speculative. Um, and um, you know, current market environment probably is not so inducive for that kind of stock because it's pre-revenue yeah. and all of that. So it's normally quite challenging. And we are seeing a lot of IPOs are not doing so well, especially in that smaller end. So that will continue to put pressure on the share price. Um, maybe a good product, just too early to call. Yeah, it um, analyzes a baby's facial expressions to evaluate if they're in pain, and uh, they have there are four hundred million pre-verbal children globally a quarter of them to first-time parents. And that's important because a first-time parent will gravitate to these. After you had two or three, you just let them go and you don't really care because you're, too, <laughs> you're well, too busy. But with your first child, you're absolutely fixated on them. Oh, yeah. One of the things is that I was quite happy I couldn't tell if they were. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they've had regulatory approvals to, to yeah. launch it in a whole boat. But it's just fascinating. I love little businesses like this. Mm. Yes, but, not in terms but, of but, investing, no, yeah, yeah. but in terms of the, See, the story. I, I, I thought when when the positive commentary were coming, I thought I'm going to ring a bell now because now <laughs> we have we have disagreement on television, but we don't actually. The only disagreement here is I I think uh, I'll take a little bit of a different view, and and I think Paul is 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 way being way too logic. He's, he's seeking too much logic behind a company, well, company like Paycheck. See, I in my view, and I say this on, on purpose, this is not a company. This is a concept. Mm. And what people constantly, the mistake they make yeah. is they, all those micro caps, they all, have a, they, they all have a story. They all have a narrative, yeah? But to grow from a narrative, from a concept into mm. a successful business. And make money. Oh my goodness, there's, there's, I mean, I once, many, many years ago, I once wrote a story on the statistics that for starting biotech, and by the time they get to, to a successful business, you rather pay a lottery ticket because that's basically the, the odds you have. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not stacked in, in your favor. Yeah? Yeah. So when you, when you invest in something like this, yeah, there, is no, there is no fundamental valuation because this company has, has, has no revenue. Yeah? Right. So how could you put a valuation on this? Well, you can't. Yeah. And the analysts who are covering this stock and they always come with something up. But you know what? It's, yeah. right? and you just pick something because yeah. you have to put a valuation on it, but it actually has no valuation. Yeah? It's like a mining company, Explorer, that has something on the ground and you're almost certain they will never get it out of yeah. the ground. Yeah? But the share price moves. And that's what you have to realize. The share price moves on sentiment. It moves on, on announcements. Yeah. It can move on the, 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 the moment of the day when everyone goes like, oh, we have to have this particular sector yeah. or whatever. But that's it. Right? So, and then you should realize when you have this in your portfolio, that is what you are investing in. Yeah? You're not investing went in... under 34 cents, though. And, yeah, uh, but that's, again, it, it's... what there was story. Probably in 2019, there was either an, an announcement or the moment yeah. of the time, in the spur of the time, there was money flowing in. Yeah. It See, we, we also do 
uh, Startup Daily Show on mm. Ausbiz. And so we look at great companies who are developing. And from what you're saying is some of them list too early That's definitely before the they, yes. before they yes. build a business. Yes. So this is still almost a venture capital opportunity it's a rather than mm. a listed it's a, it's a concept. Right? Yeah. Like these guys, what people also underestimate, let's assume the, they are successful. They probably have to come back to the market and go like, we need capital. Yeah. We, because we need, now need to finance our, our, our business basically. So, I mean, the best example I always use is, I mean, I'm from the generation, we thought that Microsoft made really, really bad products. Huh? Right. Largest company in the world. Yeah. It's completely opposite of having a good product and being a micro company <laughs> and, and becoming successful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, um, I think there was it is enough. fascinating, right? <laughs> um, maybe it's just because I'm going through that grandparenting stage and seeing more babies now, but anyhow. All right, our final stock, uh, James wants to view Jumbay on uh, Pendle Group, the old BT Investment Management, um, a, um, uh, a funds manager here in Australia. Can you give a um, sort of... Uh, unbiased, unbiased view of a of a competitor. I always you, you say I don't want to comment too much. Better. On you start with try back as better. Our returns much better. Um, so you know we follow the returns much better. So <laughs> just said that far twice. better. <laughs> try back. We will have a listed product very soon. Um, so oh really? Yes, we'll talk about oh, it soon. Yeah, when that's are you planning right. on that? Um, so in a few months. Oh, probably less that, than six, yeah. Coming oh, soon. That's yeah, great. so you know our performance has been incredible. So you know it's just making it easier for investors to put money yep. in. Pendle, yeah. eat your heart out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So look, Pendle, I must say. So look, they went through really tough times. At this point, I think it's a buy, simply because they had many years of fund outflow. Because when performance is bad, people just take their money out. And right. finally, they reached the point. The fund flow started following the you know performance is turning and fund flow is becoming almost positive. So that is very positive sign now the stock had recently made a purchase of a u.s value fund manager and that is quite transformational right now is a time for value managers if you look at their performance over the last uh, six months for value managers mm. all have done incredibly well versus the growth managers sort of struggling a little bit. So this is time to buy them and the fund flow always follow the performance in three mm. to six month lag. Okay. So it's a good place to be. It's not expensive. Um, it's got a go good growth, um, you know, uh, projection. So uh, it looks good, um, you know, as a contrary to, you know, the likes of Magellan is going through a bit of rough patch. Um, Farmflow will follow the performance, which has been quite poor. So, you know, the other one's probably looking a little bit tough over the next six months or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so it's on the rise again. Whereas it's on the rise, the yes. previous rising star, Magellan, is on the... On the downside. The yeah, that's right. Okay. Different, different investment style. Um, I'm just going to see what I can add. Um, high dividend yield. Yeah. Uh, that's also because many of those fund managers haven't had the greatest of times. What I what I don't like about them is they're essentially a leverage of the market itself. So if the market tanks, these guys don't don't want to be in your portfolio. Right. Um, I think the outlook for the market is is not necessarily negative, but it's not necessarily that positive either at this point in time. We've we've had the easy gains. Yeah. Um, so you basically buy them for the dividend yield, and you buy them in this case, and that that's a story that's predominant that's more coming into Australia. They're all making acquisitions. Yeah. So they're all changing basically their business model. Perpetual is doing it. 
uh, Pendle is doing it. Um, the ones who are not doing it at this point are probably, probably looking into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at the Janice Henderson uh, merger, for example. Yeah. So they're all doing it. And so you're basically, you're basically buying them on the fact that that dividend yield is attractive for starters, but that they, they integrate successfully and they, they, they uh, broadening their business model so they, they can have a wider appeal to investors. That's why you buy them. Mm. I'm not, again, I'm, in, in general terms, I'm not a big fan because it's essentially a leverage on the market itself. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and that means you can, you can just double down. In the, in the wrong way on, on, on the direction of the markets, basically. Okay. I think uh, just for the Australian market, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it goes higher 5 to 10% to the next, um, to the end of this calendar year. Ooh. We have lagged the global markets by so much. Um, you know, the, we're only just getting closer to the pre-COVID highs and, you know, you look at what the US and the other yeah. ones being achieved, mainly because, you know, we um, we, we sort of held back and, um, you know, and then in the next 12 months, our dividend is going to pick up significantly and then, sure. you know, resources and a lot of most of our sector is actually very exposed to the rising bond yield so our market will be higher by the mm, end of this okay. year well, it's, it's, it's true and it should be carried by the by the resources mm. and by the banks and that's yeah. also the reason why we lacked mm. yeah. yeah that's right yeah, yeah. The, if you we look at the tough, banks yeah. post may 2015 the, yeah okay. that's right so uh, pendle or no or it's a hold a hold Okay. Don't all right. This portfolio. No, no. <laughs> You're still fixated on. Um, all right. Let's recap our final five stocks. Uh, Adbury, uh, a no from both uh, Jumbay and, and Rudy. Um, uh, Jumbay prefers Boral in that space and, um, and, and Rudy both James, Hardy. James Hardy. Yeah, James, James Hardy James as well. Uh, Fletcher, a yes from Jumbay, a no from uh, Rudy. Uh, Bingo, basically a sell from both. Uh, pain checker, no, way too early, probably shouldn't be listed at the moment. Uh, and Pendle, a yes from Jubay, a hold from Rudy. Um, so if we look at that, we've got Telstra CSL already in the portfolio, stay there. Uh, Abacus Property goes in from this Friday. Uh, Jubay Lou from Tribeca, can't wait for the listed fund. I'll tell, tell you all about months. it. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Rudy from FN Arena. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, not too bad the weather, huh? Uh, sorry? The weather. Not uh, too bad. The weather? Yeah. No, no. Um, for a Dutchman, uh, <laughs> the weather looks pretty good by comparison, even yes. if it is raining outside. Yes. Um, that's all we had time for, for today. Don't forget for our, our Twitter and, um, and uh, Facebook Live viewers, you can see us each and every weekday between 12 and 1 p.m. on the Ausbiz platform. If you want to send any stocks in for us to have a look at, uh, email them the call at ausbiz.com.au or through Twitter using the at Ausbiz TV handle. All the shares in the calls fantasy portfolio head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And if you want a wrap up of everything that's happened in the day in markets, business, finance, Subscribe to the newsletter. You get Scuddy's View, the Close of Business podcast, and also links to all the most popular videos on the platform during the day. Subscribe, osbiz.co forward slash the COB. And the Startup Daily Show, uh, 2 p.m. every afternoon, looks at all those um, unlisted companies in that startup scale-up community looking for capital. Uh, today, amongst the array of guests, Tim Johnson from Apollo Capital, as he dissects the week that was on the crypto markets that's coming up on the Startup Daily Show at 2pm. So a lot happening on the Ausbiz platform between now and the end of the day. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, you can switch over now. Uh, we'll be back after the break.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 